0: This time on the Rule Right Radio Podcast with New York Mike. I'm captivated by Johnny Depp. I'm listening and he seems very empathetic. But why should we care? Pouring out their live stories in all its gory details to the world. But like everything else, there's also a bright side to our celebrity culture. You got to remember... It is important to separate the wheat from the chaff. There's so many actors and actresses, singers and athletes who visit our troops on USO tours and in hospitals here and around the world who visit children and their families in hospitals and grant make-a-wish requests and who set up foundations to help a myriad of causes. You can't just look at Johnny Depp, but he represents something. He reminds us that we just can't take celebrity at face value and listen to everything they say. I don't care if it's Tom Hanks. I don't care who it is. I want to know more about them. I mean, you should, too. Everybody should. And let's understand, they're not all bad. But it's up to us. Before we listen to the opinion... trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back. He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Right Radio. His name is New York Mike and welcome to the show. This is Roll Right Radio. I'm New York Mike. There's always a lot that I want to talk about. There's so many things going on. I always want to talk about motorcycles and riding and what's going on with Harley Davidson and all the events that are coming up and everything that's happening out there. And I know not everybody, but a lot of the people that listen to Roll Right Radio are motorcycle fans. I'm a motorcycle guy. And honestly, I really do want to talk about that, especially the upcoming Rolling to Remember in Washington, D.C. Every year, Memorial Day, we gather at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Wall and we've been doing that, my God, since, Memorial Day of 1983, and I know I've told the stories I'm going to again, but I want to remind everybody, before I get all involved in today's podcast and wrapped up in what I feel the need to talk about, I'm compelled to talk about, we'll be there in a second. But as a reminder, it's coming up, I'm going to be there every podcast, got to at least mention it, keep it on the front burner, make sure that anybody and everybody who's involved, invested. It's so important. And again, especially this year, because Rolling to Remember, what was Rolling Thunder for so many years, the noise that we make, the demonstration around Washington, D.C., it's Memorial Day. It's the day that we honor those who gave their lives and their families for this country. And it's something that we have to remember. And we have to remember, because this is where it all came from, When we dedicated the wall and us Vietnam vets, we embraced it as our own, and that wasn't easy, but we did. And we said, hey, wait a minute, you know, we want that American flag, and we want to make sure that you remember our brothers, and today our brothers and sisters who we left behind. And we talked about that over the years, and we created that POW MIA flag that we see all over the black flag. And it's an issue that we felt so strongly about. And when we unearthed all the history of who we left behind, and we realized there were over 80,000 unaccounted for after World War II, over 8,000 after Korea, and of course, the almost 3,000 in Vietnam. And nobody wanted to acknowledge that there were POWs still in Vietnam. I, mean, I remember those days so vividly. But now... This year, more than ever, because the credo that we so loudly heralded in never to leave an American behind, never leave an American behind. And now, after the debacle in Afghanistan, and we left, we don't even know how many Americans behind. We need to get loud. We need to talk about this. We need to bring this To the consciousness of Americans, every American needs to understand this is unacceptable. Everything that we did in leaving Afghanistan was wrong, was unacceptable. But what we want to talk about, what we go to Washington, D.C. on Memorial Day about, is the lives lost, the POWs, the MIAs, those who we left behind. So I want to make sure I get that in. You know, I'm compelled. I am. (laughs) I'm watching Fox News, and I turn it on, and there is a, a courtroom scene. I give it a look, and I, I listen, and I figure it's going to be a little headline news. Hey, this happened in the courtroom that lasts about 30 seconds. and But no, it's Johnny Depp. It's Johnny Depp in the courtroom. And it goes on and on for hours <laughs> on Fox News. I'm watching because, you know, in the morning I'm working out, I'm, I'm doing what I do, like having some breakfast, getting ready to go, drinking my coffee. I like to watch Fox News. I really like Harris Faulkner and the whole crew that she has in the morning. I find it interesting, and sometimes I wake up real early and I get some Fox friends. But, you know, here I am, and I'm, I'm watching it, and... It's Johnny Depp. And I'm looking and saying, what in the world? Why is this Johnny Depp trial front and center on FNC? What are they doing? What happened? Am I missing something? Did something happen? Uh, are we talking about world peace over here? Or is there some connection here to the Ukraine, the southern border, and opioids? Is that it? Oh, uh, so I'm, I'm watching. I have never been a fan of Johnny Depp. There's a lot of reasons why I'm I'm not sure I'm watching this. And as I'm watching, the man has gained this amazing popularity, this celebrity. As I'm watching, I realize this guy is charismatic as hell. He's compelling. I don't want to watch Johnny Depp. I have no interest in him or his ex-wife or whatever. Amber Heard. I never heard of Amber Heard. So I'm going, what is going on? The more I watch, the more I'm like, okay, then I got to go. I got to leave. I got to got places to go, people to see. So I get in my car and I turn back to Fox News Channel and there it is. Do I turn it off and turn on Fox Business, turn on CNN? No, I'm captivated by Johnny Depp. And it, I'm listening, and he seems very empathetic. But why should we care? And I'm sure that Amber Heard will have her time. She'll be heard. But why should we care? What's going on? And I thought about that. I talked to friends, local friends, guys I'm hanging out with during the day, people I'm doing some business with. I also talked to some friends in Hollywood, some people up in that world. I'm getting some opinions And it goes off for a couple of days. And even today, there it is. The is—the cross-exam. So I'm thinking about it and thinking about it. And then I thought, I said, you know, it's interesting. Life's funny. You look at things that happen and you say, this is out of place. And then you realize maybe this is a further indication of the decline of celebrity values. I say it because the contrast of, This being on Fox News. So I'm looking at it and say maybe, you know, they're being shown because they seem to have abused their status, unearned status, as spokespeople for political and cultural issues. And maybe this is them on stage and for everybody to say, why do you give these celebrities that kind of status? Why? Is this the exposure? of the naked emperor, remember the emperor has no clothes, the fat and flaccid Wizard of Oz, the wizard behind the curtain. And although I question why Fox News would show this, in fact, you know, we face these real issues versus what should be trivial and a mere diversion, okay? The reality the everyday average Americans were faced with This exposure of celebrities, those who we celebrate, should make us wonder and question the backstory of others of the silk. Maybe people should look at this and say, wait a minute, okay, people like Robert De Niro, (laughs) who postulate about everything from politics to the products they're paid to sell us, as if their fame and notoriety gives them some level of wisdom. that." Divines us to follow them, take their advice and that of their sycophants. Couple this with the decline, by the way, of Netflix, the exposure of Disney, even the feckless and it seems now defunct Me Too movement. They had the one big, seemingly win with Harvey Weinstein. People are going to continue to vote on the basis of Johnny Depp's opinion? (laughs) And why is that different, by the way, from De Niro's or Alec Baldwin's? And one of the protestations of the Amber herds of movie and TV fame, front and center. Maybe it's serendipitous that it's on there, and it's important and more important than I realize. And by the way, you think about this. We have this housewives of everywhere. And we have to look at that. What makes these people important and gives them this whatever authority to step into the political discourse and to have all these people follow them and believe them? The real value of entertainment, the artistry, the creativity, it's got also to be seen in contrast to the trash lives, the vulgarity and depravity of those who... Suffer through what it takes to achieve what Johnny Depp has now shown to be a life. And, and he's shown this. You, you know, if you watch it, you look at this guy, you got to feel sorry for him. Yeah, I know, that's hard to do. The man's a trillionaire. He's had this great success. But then you watch this. He's talking about growing up in this abusive household. He's talking about his mother. He's talking about his father. I know I relate to so much of it, and then you realize he's talking about his life of isolation from the real world, this real world that they seem to so glibly live through as opposed to us mortals. Well, he starts talking about this. You got to look at it and say they have to hide behind staff. They are isolated. They got the staff, the publicists, the agents, the lawyers, the security teams all around them, all of which cost tons of money. And I'm not trying to justify all this. I'm not. I'm just saying there's a reality that's coming out there on this trial. It's there. I'm looking at it. There's no such thing as coincidence. It's out there. He's crying. It's a cry for help. He he has to avoid the paparazzi, the throngs of adoring fans. By the way, yeah, of course, the same ones they profusely thank all the time when they're on the stage and getting their awards, the Oscars, the this, the that. They got to deal with the onlookers staring and pointing at them. And the the constant and ever-present cries for help from others, from an endorsement or an investment or a, God forbid, contribution, Yes, the hypocrisy is on display. The seemingly unearned wealth, and I don't agree that it's unearned. The evidence may actually show differently, but certainly the unearned and undisturbed status as expert, a guru, this massive exposure may also help us appreciate the real value of their art. Look, there's a reality It's on display in some respects. It's on trial. We're looking at one of the biggest of all stars out there. And he's not the only one. Maybe I don't know if he's the first one. He's the first one I've seen to just you know shine a light. He's putting himself in this fishbowl. A fishbowl, which, by the way, it's like he spends every day trying to avoid. And now he's putting himself right in that fishbowl. And so is she you wonder why. But then again, like I said, we're at a time where we, I keep on saying, the media this and Hollywood that, their influence is waning. And this is part of the reason. It's massive exposure. It's got to help us again to appreciate not only the values of their art, because he's talking about that too. And the evidence of that is how much we spend and how much time we spend watching them. It's got to allow us to separate the artist from everything else these celebrities are trying to sell us, from products to our political opinions, and maybe a nod and a thank you to Fox News for putting this revealing moment on stage, on the same stage, on Fox News. We see the war in the Ukraine. The devastating inflation and stagflation, the crisis at our southern border, the hypocrisy of our politicians, the political elite that, you know, we can make these comparisons as real and much more damaging, by the way, than that of mere celebrities. The opioid crisis, the energy crisis, the COVID debacle, the damage of teaching children about gender fluidity, in my opinion, that's pedophilia. I'm sorry. We're talking about the law that they just passed down in Florida. You can't do that until a kid is, what, some, I think they said, third grade, eight years old. You start talking to kindergarten teaching three, four, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, about their sexuality. If I see a person doing that, that's a pedophile. That's my opinion. And this is also what's going on. Fueling the flames that racially divide us, the rise of the crime rate, murder rate, the declining readiness of our military while the threat of war in Europe the Middle East, and Asia is closer than ever. While our Secretary of Defense claims the biggest threat to America, the biggest threat we face, is white supremacy. While SCOTUS is dealing with the right-to-life issues and the left trying to have Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas, recuse himself from issues at the Supreme Court because his wife's politics and while the left, the Democrats, are trying to blunt any efforts of prosecutor John Durham to bring the 2016 elections fraud by the DNC and Clinton campaign with the help of the FBI and the Obama administration to justice, not to make small of the left doing what they can to shield us from knowing about the details of the ongoing investigation of Hunter Biden, his Uncle James Biden, and the probable inclusion of President Joe Biden. Wow. It's breathtaking. And I haven't even touched on free speech, cancel culture, Elon Musk and Twitter. (laughs) There's just so much. And yet, this is on Fox News front and center. Hours each morning. I've been searching for... Why? And I just come up with, there is no such thing as coincidence. Let me just summarize, because there's a lot of good news here. And when I first looked at it, I was like, confused, puzzled. What the heck is going on? Why are they doing this? And th- now I'm, I'm seeing it different. I'm seeing it a lot different. It's just funny like that. And this is definitely a good thing. Now, I've talked to friends. And I, you know, get on it. What the Xbox News doing with this thing? And they go, Mike, take it easy. It's a good diversion. And I go, a good diversion? And and depending on who I talk to, I got nobody. And now, look, everybody agrees. These two people are just depraved. This is sick. People quote whatever, this one or that one. Nobody says anything good. It's absolutely bizarre. But I always search for what's the reason. For what in the heck is going on? And there is good news here. That's what I'm seeing. So there's issues, serious issues, that most of us, I believe the vast majority of Americans, right wing, left wing, and everyone in between are concerned about, and there always are. But sometimes, no matter what is important, what's more important than the issue is how we handle the issue. In other words, It's not what you do, it's how you do it. The Democrat Party and the left have been dishonest, to say the least. Getting rid of Trump was their obsession. They clearly felt totally self-righteous in their pursuit of this objective, throwing out concern for the unintended consequences of their lack of integrity, for the corruption that their obsession encouraged, or the damage that ensued. They had total disregard for the majority of us, I believe the majority of us, that they labeled and continue to label as deplorable, a label that made it acceptable to cancel us, disparage at least half the population as those clinging to their Bibles and their guns. Let me make sure I get it right because I want to quote you Obama's words. This is Obama running for the president. It's not surprising, this is his words. It's not surprising then that they get bitter. They cling to guns or religion or antipathy to people who aren't like them or anti immigrant sentiment or anti trade sentiment as a way to explain their frustrations. This delegitimizes any of us who don't agree with the left wing. Their policies are anti-Second Amendment. They're for open borders. They laugh at our belief in religious precepts or even in religion itself, like atheists. What they're doing, what they're saying is a collective dog whistle, and it's done by the media, by Hollywood. All these people, we attribute all this intellect, wisdom, whatever to. And now we see who these people are. Pull back the curtain, and there's Johnny Depp. I'm going to quote Johnny Depp in a minute, but they condemn us to be in a racist nation. Remember, it's not yesterday, it's not just Joe Biden or Kamala Harris saying we're a racist nation, that we're all racist, we're white supremacists, we have this white privilege. Remember Obama's apology, his apology tour. In other words, they're not just promoting their policies and beliefs, but they're bashing anyone who doesn't agree with them, reducing us. As deplorable beings who are not to be seen or treated as fellow Americans, but as trailer trash. Overprivileged because of our color or our politics. Not deserving of any status except nuisance status. Deserving of being disregarded at best. Worthy only of being dehumanized. Cancelled along with our opinions, our hopes, dreams, our love of this country with our flag-waving Trump rallies, saluting our flag, standing and saluting at our national anthem. Remember when Johnny Depp said, when was the last time an actor assassinated a president? Yeah, remember that. Then he went on to say, I want to clarify, I'm not an actor. I live for a living. However, it's been a while. That was his quote, okay? When I quote people, I like to get it right. (laughs) So, do you think that's going to show up in this trial? Or to be fair, by the way, to Johnny, let's remember Madonna's quote at the Women's March rally in Washington, D.C., where she said, quote, I thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. So again, in fairness to both of them, and the many other celebs making these kind of mindless statements, and De Niro always comes to mind. Thanks to Fox News Channel and their coverage of the dep herd around the country, the reality of seeing who these wealthy and talented buffoons actually are may help us accept the ranting and raves, the political posturing and ultimate stupidity of these drunk. And alcohol addicted with mostly depraved lies for what they are. Cries for help for the attention they desperately crave from whoever they see. Because whoever they see, they believe are fans. Fanatical sycophants. Adoring souls giving them the love and attention they're so addicted to for which the rehab may be on display in a courtroom in Virginia. Who knows why these two could be reaching out, all right? Pouring out their live stories in all its gory details to the world. Maybe the shadow knows. I certainly have no way of figuring this out. But like everything else, there's also a bright side to our celebrity culture. You gotta remember, It is important to separate the wheat from the chaff. There's so many actors and actresses, singers and athletes who visit our troops on USO tours and in hospitals here and around the world, who visit children and their families in hospitals and grant make-a-wish requests and who set up foundations to help a myriad of causes. You can't just look at Johnny Depp, but he represents something. He reminds us that we just can't take celebrity at face value and listen to everything they say. I don't care if it's Tom Hanks. I don't care who it is. I want to know more about them. I mean, you should, too. Everybody should. We're mindless, too. We tend to listen. You see an athlete in front of a Wheaties. You can look by the Wheaties instead of the Cheerios. I don't want to call us victims. We're not. It, it's just this is who we are. We see a name. We see a figure, we see a star, we see somebody, and we held up. And it's usually, again, an actor, an actress, a singer, a dancer, an athlete. All these athletes, they're great. And let's understand, they're not all bad. But it's up to us. Before we listen to the opinion of a Robert De Niro, there again, Robert De Niro, and certainly of a Johnny Depp, who, by the way, I have come to like for some crazy reason. But Now, look, maybe... Next week, when they put Amber Hearn on, I go, oh, that guy's horrible. Well, he is horrible in so many ways. But he sold himself. He's on that stand. And for the time I listen, and I listen all the time, don't get me wrong, but I spent over an hour. And he sold himself to me. He did it. If I was on that jury right now, I'd be on his side. Don't get me wrong, I'm waiting for the other side. The other side of the coin is there whether you want to turn it over or not. It's there. And you got to listen to the whole thing. No question about it. There's a reality here that's being exposed. There's a lesson being taught to all of us, to Americans. Everybody should be watching this and appreciating that for whatever reason. (laughs) And again, (laughs) at first I'm like, what in the world does that doing? But there it is. A damn good reason to see who these people are that we hold up in such a high place. Yes! As an actor? Yeah, you can say that. It's great. He's an artist. But that doesn't mean that his opinions of anything from politics to the kind of toothpaste I should use is, is of any value whatsoever. It, it just doesn't. But you know, I want to make sure that we understand there are great people who are well-known and famous. Gary Sinise, man. Robert Patrick. And I could tell you about Robert Patrick because he's not only a friend, but, you know, Robert rides with me every year for like 15 years now. He goes on all these USO tours. He entertains troops. He goes and does things for kids. Look, I've been with him in hospitals, but he goes to a lot more. The one he goes through with me to visit troops and families. You know, what he does for kids over Christmas time. I mean, all this stuff. So 15 years, we ride together. No, we ride together a lot. But we ride together every year from here, San Diego and L.A., to Washington, D.C., on motorcycles, on our Harleys, on Memorial Day. And, man, he gives a lot. My friend Mickey Jones, may he rest in peace. Mickey Jones used to go to the Orange County Children's Hospital. He had rides there all the time. He did so much. And others, no matter what their politics are, great Americans, Ronald Reagan, Will Rogers, Danny Thomas, the list goes on and on. So I don't want to be guilty of disparaging a whole industry or a world of gifted and talented celebrities on the left or the right. But I do feel it's important, though, to separate How we view talent as wisdom and how and who we anoint as leaders and whose opinions we accept, whether it's Sean Hannity or Rachel Maddow, okay, or Neil Cavuto. (laughs) Until we consider the source, you got to consider the source. We've got to get to know them more and they've got to be more forthcoming with who they are. A lot of them are. What's his name? James, you know, the basketball player. He makes no secret about it, and I don't like it. But at least he's out there. We know the source. So we get that. The cabinet guy, we we know the source. We get it. There's no secrets. But there's so many of them that pontificate. I want to know more about who these people are that are telling me, and people all over the country, and all over the world, by the way. I want to know more. I want to know more about their allegiance to China over their allegiance to America. Doing what they do. I want to know more about the NBA. The whole thing. The commissioner. What's their thinking? What's their thoughts? We should be demanding much more from these influential people. These quote-unquote influences, Whether they're influencing us on social media or on television, wherever it is. This trial. This exposure of Johnny Depp, it really is. It's a call for help from him. Yeah, I know. But for us, it's a call to uncover the things that we blindly accept and to make sure we know who we're accepting these things from and why. And on that note, I'd be remiss if I didn't point to the captains of industry who we celebrate as well. Now look, their lives may not be the bright, shiny subject of TV shows and National Enquirer articles. There's certainly not as much. <laughs> Some of them are, but not as much. But their success or failure affects our lives to a much greater degree. So whether it's Fred Smith, by the way, I mentioned Neil Cavuto. He had Fred Smith on. If you don't know anything about Fred Smith, check him out. He's the founder and CEO of FedEx. He's a former Marine who served in Vietnam, and he's not political. He's got opinions, but his opinions, he puts them out there straightforwardly. He puts them out there, whether you're Democrat or Republican, I don't think he knows or cares, really. There's a lot more people out there like that than, you know, sometimes people like me think. I think everything is politics, and to a fault. Well, there's a lot of people that just don't. We talk about the quote-unquote captains of influence, captains of industry. I want to talk more about Fred Smith. I want to talk about Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Shark Tank. which one of between his favorite shows. I used to not really like it that much, but I got to admit, you're watching Shark Tank. You're watching some real deal stuff going on. When you talk about reality TV, there's a reality to that. That's pretty cool. Now, I don't know the politics of those people. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just don't know. The one guy who owns the basketball team, he's pretty out there. But I, I don't know his politics. I always thought he was a Republican. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. And it doesn't really come out on the show. And that's a good thing. I like that. And the other guys, the men, the women, what comes out is that they're successful. They're smart. They understand. These people come up and looking for investments and they have these, these now celebrities who wouldn't have been celebrities before, but now they are and they should be. And we should be listening to what they think. I'd like to know what they think about my political leanings and my decisions. I don't need them to agree with me. I need to understand better and the more dialogue we have with people who we respect, whether, again, right or left, and that's why we should really know more. And in this day and age, when you can just, you know, pick up your little iPhone and Google anything you want to know about anybody, I understand, you know, you got to get a little deeper before you make that investment in a person. But something like Shark Tank, and here the people we watching they must have more information and more access before they commit to whatever, you know, 100000 half a million. The other day, one of them invested a million. So I would think there's more going on behind the scenes that we don't see. But it's interesting that these are people that have reached a certain celebrity status from business. So again... Here we have movies and television and singers and athletes. And you got to add to that list these, as I call them, captains of industry. And it's a good thing. But again, watching the Johnny Depp thing just brings to mind how important it is to look at it. I did not give it a minute of appreciation <laughs> until I started thinking about and talking to other people. When we talk about These business people and their celebrity, it isn't a bad thing. And all this celebrity, it usually comes with hard work. You could see that. And some luck. But remember, good luck is the residue of diligence, okay? It comes with all that and a bag of chips. (laughs) It also comes with a lot of responsibility. So that's the lesson for today. I wanted to talk about what's going on in Texas, what's going on all over. I just thought that the Johnny Depp trial was a way to see things through a different lens. Because, like I said, and I wouldn't say it offended me, it bothered me. And you got to look at some of these things going on. Look at what's going on with Netflix, look at what's going on in Florida with Disneyland. Look at the pushback, not backlash. It's pushback. It's saying we've had enough of what's going on with the left. We see through who you are. We're seeing through who you are. We're getting a clearer view. Is it because we also get to see a Johnny Depp on trial, or because we get to see a a Joe Biden presidency. Is that not a similar thing? Are we not seeing the emperor without clothes? Are we not seeing this wizard of ours, the president of the United States? Is the curtain not being pulled back almost every time Joe Biden gets on stage, gets in front of a camera, exposes the reality of who he is? On a parallel track, we're working to unearth all this stuff for this investigation of Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. We have enough evidence out there. It's out there. Yes, there's another side. But until it comes to trial, I can only look at what's been exposed, what I'm looking at, what I'm seeing, what we're all seeing. And that's enough for me to say, with confidence. <laughs> That's a Biden crime family. But he's also the president of the United States. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking of it in the same way. Why is this guy president? Oh my God, forget about his forgetfulness. He just seems to walk around in a fog. He says things that are just, you know, what's it? The thing. That thing is the Declaration of Independence, sir. You think about it, you say, There's a reason for this. This is exposing something that needs to be exposed. To to who? To the people that voted for him. To those people that voted for Democrats. Not because they're Democrat. Because if they're not getting paid, if they're not a politician, a lobbyist, somebody that works in some government capacity where it pays to have Democrats in there, their lives are affected positively when Democrats are in office. I mean, there are people who are Democrats, but there are people who just vote for Democrats because they've been told that the Democrats are the party of the downtrod black people vote for Democrats. I don't know why, but they seem to feel and they've been sold a bill of goods <laughs> that that the Democrat party is good for them. Maybe Lyndon Johnson and his policies, um, affirmative action. I don't, I don't know. Jesse Jackson, all these people are, promote them. But well, why? Maybe it's good that Biden is up there on trial, that we see him on the witness box answering questions. And they keep telling, don't answer, don't answer. Yeah, they do. If it was your client, you'd be saying the same thing. Don't answer if you don't have to. Don't answer. Excuse me. Judge, I object. (laughs) I object on the grounds that that it might condemn us. But we're getting to see it. He's in a fishbowl. And maybe people are looking at that and saying, wait a minute, I need to look at both sides of this coin. I need to understand, what is it that the Democrats actually stand for? So it's there. Again, for the 10th time, FNC putting the Johnny Depp trial. Maybe they didn't realize when they did it what they were doing, but I look at it now and say, thanks. I, that, that's kind of cool. I get a little bit of entertainment instead of news and opinion. And at the same time, you know, I see what I just talked about, and maybe this is a really good thing. Same thing. Now there's damage done. Yep. can't can't can avoid it. There's damage done. Some of us are disappointed and disillusioned and all that with seeing this trial. And we're also disappointed and hurt, and we really are hurt as a nation by what we see going on in Washington. And it's a lesson. There's a reason for this. There's a good reason. You know, all of us, the 75 million who voted for Trump, we're pretty much there. I think the statistics show that Over 90% of us are committed. And the people that write these statistics, I wouldn't trust any of them. But, okay, at least those 75 million. How many of those others? 81 million, I don't think so. I absolutely don't. There is no way. I don't want to say ever, because you never say never, you never say ever. I get it. But there's just no way that I think I'm ever going to believe that. But how many of them are looking at this? This administration, look at what's going on in this country. All the things I talked about, the inflation, the stagflation, what's going on in in Europe, what's going on in Asia, what's going on in the Middle East, Iran, the threats to Israel, what's going on in Asia with China and the threats to Taiwan and what the meaning of all that, do we really understand it all? It's all there. And then Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, says... And he's backed up by the Pentagon and the president says the biggest threat to the country is white supremacy or white something. I don't know. That's what's going on. The crime wave, the racial upheaval in the country today, it's all there. And we look at Biden and he talks about one day a judge removes the mask mandate on airplanes on travel. And he should be relieved. And he goes and he says, okay, well, everybody should make up their own mind. A couple of hours later, he says, they're going to appeal the decision. And you go up and back. And you look at it and you say, wait a minute. We know that these cloth masks don't work. I don't know that any any masks were The N95 masks, I don't know. But I know the cloth masks don't work. And everybody wears cloth masks. Not everybody, I know. The vast masking, mask wing. There's so many people that wear these cloth masks. I'm going to give you a two or three of them. You're breathing in your own air, your own germs, your own, what you're supposed to exhale. You're bringing it to yourself. Are you not? Oh yeah, some of it's going out. And believe me, plenty of air is coming in. It's not working. They told you it's not working. And it's separating us. It's taking away our personalities. It's hurting our children. We know that. That's science. And this obsession with global warming and climate control, this obsession is not healthy, not for any of us. We want to talk about it, and we want to... But all this money that's going to this... If you're a job, if you're a guy or a woman who voted for Joe Biden... And the place you work for is trying to expand and they can't because of these new laws that they just put in place. These regulations that businesses, corporations can't overcome to expand. You gotta be looking at these things. And it's exposed today like never before. The light is shining on everything going on and that's a good thing. And that's why I look at this and I say, we've got to rethink sometimes our initial reaction to things. we got to sit down and not just overreact. we got to look at it and say, wait, what's going on? And that's a lesson that it's never too late to teach old dogs good tricks. I don't know if that's a lesson I've actually learned, but I've observed some things that hopefully it serves me well going forward and I can do it. It was interesting to do it. It was interesting to talk about it on the podcast today. And it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. Especially everybody that subscribes. Our numbers are growing, and I really appreciate that. The downloads, it's awesome. I know that we've been a little bit late getting stuff out, but the podcast production company is out there they're working hard and they're doing a great job i appreciate it i'm not easy to work with when i'm traveling and i got all these other things going on in life they're dealing with me and i really do appreciate it we're going to keep getting better i'm new york mike this is roll right radio and i'm out thanks for listening to the roll right radio podcast listen follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.